Welcome to Storytime with Kurt. In each episode, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and just chill out while I read Tom Swift and His Motorcycle by Victor Appleton. Previously on Tom Swift and His Motorcycle. Basically, Tom was out on the road in Chapter 20 looking for Happy Harry and came up short. Found nothing, except he bumped into Raticate and Boomerang. And Raticate was running a sawmill, and Boomerang was not cooperating. Chapter 21. Eradicate Gives a Clue. Tell me all about it, urged Tom sympathetically, for he had a friendly feeling towards the man. Well, began Eradicate, I sure thought I was going to make some money cutting grass, especially after you fixed my mower, but it appeared like nobody wanted any grass cut. So I traveled all over, and I couldn't get any jobs. Now, me and Boomerang have to eat, so... It doesn't matter if he's contrary. I had to look for some new work. I traded the lawnmower off for a cross-cut saw, but that was such hard work that I had to give it up. Then I got a chance to buy this outfit cheap, and I bought it. Eradicate then went on to tell how he had purchased the portable sawmill from a man who had no further use for it, and how he had managed to transport it from a distant village to the spot where Tom had met him. There, he had secured permission to work a piece of woodland on shares, sawing up the smaller trees into cordwood. He had started in well enough, cutting down considerable timber, for the man was willing was a willing worker, but when he started when he tried to start his sawmill, he met with trouble. I counted on Boomerang helping me, he said to Tom. All he has to do is walk on that treadmill and keep going. That makes the saw go round and I saw the wood, but trouble is I can't get Boomerang to move. I tried every means I know, and he won't go. I talked to him, and I talked harsh, I talked kind. I beat him with a club, I rubbed his ear soft, and all he did was... Well, I mean, he did like the ear soft thing, but um, he won't go. Fed him carrots, and I gave him sugar, and I even starved him, but he won't go. I've been trying for three days now to get him started, and not a stick have I sawed. The man I'm working with on shares, he, he got mad, and he said if I don't saw wood pretty soon, he's going to get another mill. Now, I ask you, don't I have lots of trouble? You certainly seem to have, agreed Tom, but why is Boomerang so obstinate? Usually on a treadmill, a horse or a mule has to work whether they like it or not. If they don't keep moving, the platform slides out from under them, and they don't come back up, uh, come back against the back bar. That's what happened to Boomerang, declared Eradicate. He done backed up to the bar, and there he stayed. Tom went over and looked at the mill. The outfit was an old one and had seen much service, but the trained eye of the young inventor saw that it could still be used effectively. Boomerang watched Tom and as though he was aware that something unusual was about to happen. Here I've gone and invested all my money in this mill, complained Eradicate, and I haven't sawed up a single stick. If I wasn't so kind-hearted, I'd chastise that mule, and and that's what I'd do. And Tom said nothing. He was stooping down, looking at the gearing that connected the treadmill with the shaft which revolved the saw. Suddenly, he uttered an exclamation. 
Rad, have you been monkeying with this machinery? He asked. Me? No, Mr. Swift. I wouldn't tech it. I, I just got it from the man I bought it off of. It worked when he had it, but he used a horse. It's all due to the contrariness of Boomerang, and if I... Nope. It's not the mule's fault at all, exclaimed Tom. The mill is out of gear. The tread is locked, that's all. The man you bought it off probably did it so you could haul it along the road. I'll have it fixed for you in a few minutes. Wait until I get some tools. From the bag on his motorcycle, Tom got his implements. First, he unlocked the treadmill so that the inclined platform on which the animal slowly walked could revolve. No sooner had he done this than Boomerang, feeling the slats under his hoofs moving away, started forward. With a rattle, the treadmill slid around. Good lord, it's going, cried Eradicate, delightfully. It sure is going, and he added, and he, and he saw the mule with nimble feet send the revolving, endless string of slats around and around. But the saw doesn't move, Mr. Swift. It, you know, you sure are pretty smart at fixing it as much as you have, but I reckon it's too busted to ever saw any wood. I got bad luck, that's all. Nonsense, exclaimed Tom. The sawmill will be going in a moment. All I have to do is throw it into gear. See here, Rad? When you want the saw to go, you just throw this handle forward. That makes the gears mesh. What's that about mesh? Asked Eradicate. I mean, it makes the cogs fit together, see? And Tom pressed the lever. In an instant, with a musical whir, the saw began revolving. Hooray, there it goes! Golly, that saw does move! Cried the man. He seized a stick of wood, and in a trice, it was sawed through. In a trice, I wonder if that means, like, in three seconds? I don't know. Woo! Yelled Eradicate. I'm saved now. Bless you, Mister Swift. You're, you're, I, I, you're so, certainly a wonder. Now I'll show you how it works. Went on Tom. When you want to stop Boomerang, you just pull the handle. That locks the tread, and he can't move it. And suiting the actions to his words, Tom stopped the mill. Then he went on. When you want him to move, you pull the handle this way, and he showed him how to do it. In a moment, the mule was moving again. Then Tom illustrated how to throw the saw in and out of gear, and in a few minutes, the sawmill was in full operation, with a most energetic man feeding in logs to be cut up into stove lengths. You ought to have an assistant, Rad, said Tom, after he'd watched the work for a while. You can get more done then, and move on to some other wood patch. That's right, Mr. Swift, so I had. But I tried, and I couldn't get any. I asked several men, they'd rather whitewash and clean chicken coops. I guess I'll have to go to alone. I asked a man yesterday if he'd like to pitch in and help, but he said he didn't like to work. He was a tramp, and he had the nerve to ask me for money. He didn't give it to him, I hope. No, indeedy. But he did come so, so close to me that I was scared that he might take it from me, so I kept holding my club. He sure was a bad-looking tramp, and he kept laughing like he was happy. What's that? cried Tom, struck by the words of the of the man. Did he have a thick brown beard? That's what he had, answered Eradicate, pausing in the midst of his work. He sure was a funny sort of tramp. His hands 
looked like he'd never worked, and he had a funny blue ring. One finger, only it wasn't a regular ring. It, he, it would push right into his skin, like a man I seen at the circus once, all covered with funny figures. Tom leaped to his feet. Which finger was the blue ring tattooed on? He asked, and he waited anxiously for the answer. Let me see. It was on his right... No. It was on his little finger on his left hand. Are you sure, Rad? Sure, Mr. Swift. I took particular notice, because he carried a stick in that same hand. It must be my man, Happy Harry, exclaimed Tom, half aloud. Which way did he go, Rad, after he left you? He went up the lakeshore. He asked me if I knowed any old anybody at the old big house up there what nobody lived in it and i said i did then he left and i was glad of it which house did you mean rad why the old mansion where general harkness used to live before the war there's nobody lived in there for some years now and it's deserted maybe a lot of tramps stays there now and that's where this man's going maybe assented tom who was all excitement now just where is this old house rad Away up the, the head of Lake Carlopa. I used to work there before the war, and it's been a good many years since quality folks lived there. Uh, why? What did you want to see that man for, Mr. Swift? Yeah, I, I did, and very badly, too. I think he's the very person I want. But don't say anything about it. I'm going to take a trip up to that strange mansion. Maybe I'll get on the trail of Happy Harry and the men who robbed me. I'm much obliged to you, Rad, for this information. It's a good clue, I think. Strange that you should meet the very tramp I've been searching for. Well, I'm obliged to you too, Mr. Swift, for fixing my sawmill. That's all right. What you told me more than pays for what I did, Rad. Well, I'm going home now to tell Dad, and then I'm going to start out. Yesterday you said it was. You saw Happy Harry? Well, I'll get right after him. And Leaving somewhat surprised, very much delighted man behind him, Tom mounted his motorcycle and started for home at a fast pace. End of chapter 21. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Storytime with Kurt. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash storytimewithkurt. If you want to stay up to date with all recordings moving forward, you can catch the live recording each Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday evening over at twitch.tv slash kurtstable. That's K-U-R-T-S-T-A-B-L-E. Or follow me on Twitter at V-O by Kurt. If you have suggestions for future books, you can go ahead and send me an email at Kurt at StorytimeWithKurt.com. See you next time.